Oh my God, hi. It's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because it's the culture most of us feel like we are more right about than anyone else. And we're all right about that. Not to that end. Troubled Waters pits a pair of entertainers against one another in a pop culture battle to the ego death to win this battle. Each guest will be called upon to use their smarts, their skills, their their comebacks that they've been saving in a, in a little tiny moleskin notebook to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title Pundit Emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on the impending showdown between Disney's legal team and the state of Florida more weight than a civilian's. You are listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our guests. Our first contestant is a comedian whose debut album happening in my head is out now. It's Luke Monez. Hello, Luke. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being here. Uh, you are in Los Angeles, California. Whereabouts? I'm in West Hollywood. Oh, lovely. lovely. Beautiful Western Hollywood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, near, right near the Beverly Center, America's uh, crown jewel. Ooh. Ooh, not to brag, but you're right near the uh, the Beverly Center. How exciting. <laughs> yes. I haven't been in there in ages. It's like constantly under renovation. Have you been in? Have you looked around? Have I been in? I'm in. I'm in all the time. No, I, I was. I, I went to Macy's with a, a – I had a friend visiting and he had to buy a shirt. And so we went to Macy's and uh, we, found, we found the shirt he was looking for and uh-huh. uh, it's, it's very strange in that Beverly Center. There's a lot of unused – uh, res- uh, commercial real estate going on in there. You're a couple, yeah. a floor here and there. It just there's nothing for what seems like miles. But then you mm. then all of a sudden you roll up on a H and M or something like that. So yeah. it's a it's, it's a real microcosm time. of America. It Absolutely. sure is. It's an interesting time for the American Mall. <laughs> Remember when you would just like spend a whole night in a mall? Oh, like, I mean, it was going my whole childhood. Store, to store, of course. So exciting. Yeah, the the mall that we used to hang out in on our Friday nights in like eighth grade is now it's like, yeah, there's there's one anchor store and then there's like something that sells posters that say success and there's a picture of an eagle and then there's knife sharpening and a, and a piercing kiosk and that's it. It's it's it's, it's pretty sad vibes in there. It's real sad vibes. It's real it's, sad vibes. It's, it's not a good time walking through that thing. I mean, it is – there is – I cannot describe to you how few people there are in the Beverly Center at any given time. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really want to go now. That's uh, – you've, you've changed me. On yeah, you should do a remote level. episode. Now I got to go. Yeah, maybe we'll do a little field trip episode in the Beverly Center, a late capitalism, troubled waters. That's Just right. I love Why it. not? Why not? I Welcome, Luke. Our second contestant hosts Tech News Daily with our friend Tom Merritt. It's Sarah Lane. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. Um, uh, I just want to mention the last time I was in the Beverly Center, it was under so much construction. I was lost like in a Mm. tunnel. Yeah. It was was upsetting. I I couldn't even like find a store to go into. 
Yeah. It's, it was a couple of years ago, so it doesn't sound like it's gotten a lot better since. It really, no, it really has not. It really has not. Now, I, now I'm really dying to go and see it. Beverly Center has seen better days, sounds like. Mm-hmm. I went to the downtown Cleveland oh. Mall last mm-hmm. summer. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I was in town for a wedding. Uh, downtown Cleveland is not super huge. You know, Cleveland area is, but the downtown area is, there's just kind of the mall. That was the weirdest mall I've ever seen. It was mostly just shut down. There were like some jewelry stores. Yeah. yeah. Where you, if you want to buy like really expensive gold jewelry, some kiosks, and that's kind of it. It was truly bizarre, but it kind of in a fun way. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's it's weird. Like an LSD sort of a vibe. Like, why? What is this? By the way, have you. Have either of you gone down the uh, the dead malls uh, rabbit hole on YouTube? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Right. Where they that's play the music and just kind of, yeah. you know, it's just, sort of like a strange apocalyptic video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't win. You just sit. And yeah. Watch. You just observe. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. America loses. America loses. Sarah, you're in the Sonoma Valley. Where whereabouts? I am. I'm in uh, Sonoma County, California. For anybody who's mm-hmm. not familiar, it's um, about an hour north of San Francisco. And I'm in West County because, you know, when you mm-hmm. live in Sonoma County, you have to make sure people know what part of the county you're in. So I'm over yeah. kind of on the ocean side. I see. Okay. That's exciting. And it's uh, odd that you're not at a wine tasting right now. I would be. I don't care if it's <laughs> yes, I wish I were. No, this is actually more fun. Maybe I'll go later this afternoon. Okay, good. I mean, you definitely should. Okay, you have met our players, listener, and it is now time to see who has the better grasp. What really matters this week, pop culturally speaking? So players, if you're ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important and, and tragically overlooked story or person or event or whatever of the last week or two. Luke... We'll start with you. Well, Dave, um, yes. if if you are truly a, a pop culture expert, then you mm-hmm. would know that the uh, at a state dinner, the South Korean president himself uh, serenaded Joe Biden and a uh, room full of dignitaries with American Pie by Don McLean. Did he sing the whole thing? Because that's a long song. That's a commitment. oh, he sang the whole thing, and wow. and. Uh, Pretty amazing. I didn't. I yeah. didn't know that at all. Yes, yeah, South Korean Why? President Yoon. Why? Um, well, he 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 was trying to. I'll, 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 he was marking the 70th anniversary of the U.S. and South Korea's alliance, mm-hmm. and he surprised Joe Biden with what he revealed was his favorite song growing up in school, and his favorite karaoke song, and then Biden said. Well, how about you sing it? And so I think maybe there was a little bit of pre-preparedness oh, and, uh, okay. you know, a little wow. a, a, and got a standing ovation from everybody in the room, including Angelina Jolie. So Angelina stood up and uh, Wait a really she enjoyed it. Oh, what? yeah. She's a, she's at every state dinner. She's a dignitary. <laughs> sure. Oh, or something. God. Wow. Wow. No, I had no idea that that happened. Wow. I did, I, hear, I, did, I did see that on TMZ, I believe, this morning. <laughs> you know, but Luke beat me to it. Ooh, holy cow. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> when I hear that someone's favorite song is American Pie, what I hear is I have not heard a second song ever in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that. those are the people who just like, 
the radio's on and they don't know what's playing and they don't care. And it's, I, I, there are no, there's no CDs or vinyl in the home. Well, you know, you say that, but that may, that very sentence may threaten our uh, relations with South Korea. I mean, this, you may have just started a proxy war over here. I really should watch my mouth. I I, I forget, I forget about the geopolitical importance of troubled waters. And I really, thank you. Thank you. American Pie is one of those songs where someone starts it at the karaoke bar. You're like, okay, I got some time. Um, Slightly better than Bohemian Rhapsody, which is also one of those where you're like, really? You really want to hog the mic for a while, don't you? Okay, we all have 10 minutes to get a drink. (laughs) Fucking crazy. Drives me crazy. Uh, Yeah, and good old boys drinking whiskey and rye. It's like, okay, those drink. So they're drinking whiskey and whiskey? Like, (laughs) those are two different. That's just too. Anyway, drives me. Don was not thinking clearly. The bourbon people would be like, well, actually, there's a very significant difference between lots of this stuff. (laughs) But you wouldn't have them together. You wouldn't be like, give me a whiskey and bourbon. Right? Right. <laughs> of course. Whiskey, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like a whiskey and a scotch. Yes. Yes. Mix them up together. Maybe maybe the song is about uh, a good old boys drinking a flight a flight of whiskey. You know, that oh, little yeah, that could be at a whiskey good old boys at a whiskey tasting. Yeah, it's that kind of song, you know? Yeah. 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 Nothing <laughs> American loves better than a flight. Uh, That's right. Sarah? Yes. Got you. What you got? Well, I I don't know how well aware y'all are of the phenomenon of internet pets, pets that are famous on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, my own dog is he's he's working up he's working okay. up his Instagram followers, but you know he's pretty active. Um, you know, letting people know what he's doing and what his thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a cat who's more kind of in the shadows, uh, but internet famous cats. Uh, of which there are many, have been around for a long time. So I thought uh, for anybody who didn't really know the latest in technology, because tech news is kind of my my beat, right? Mm-hmm. You might not know that the company Tile has launched a new cat tracking tag that goes around their neck, just attaches to their collar like a little air tag, like a piece of luggage, mm-hmm. but for your cat. It's 40 bucks, three-year battery life. And very weirdly, only has a 250 foot range. So if you lose your cat, you don't want it to go too far or else it's yeah. gone. But maybe you have okay. a big old mansion and you're like, where, what room is my cat in? This is, this is possibly the gadget for you. Wow. Huh. What a useless, what a useless gadget. <laughs> yeah. Come on. What I a, thought you'd love it. Fundamentally useless gadget. 250. <laughs> That's the weird thing. Okay, so uh, at, at first I was like, this is useless. However, I live in a pretty small apartment. Um, it's it has very much a cabin in the woods. Uh, that's exactly where I live. And uh, so if my cat were to go, I don't know, slip out the front door and hang out under the porch, it's 250 feet from any one place in my house. So I guess I could find him yeah. until he runs into the street. And then it's curtains. I mean, you could also tie a little tiny jingly bell uh, to its regular $3 collar, and that would be the same thing. Right? <laughs> or attach an air tag. And that way, if my cat say. gets on a plane and ends mm-hmm. up in Omaha, I can track it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Useless. Absolutely useless. But Shot something you hadn't heard of. Something I definitely I understood had the assignment. Not. 
It definitely, yeah, I had not heard of that. Now we have an outdoor cat. We have a, a feral cat who we've sort of, you know, who, who we feed and who we, you know, kind of cuddle with outside. She can't come in and doesn't even really seem to want to. But what I know about her is that she is like, she could, she'll find her way back home. She goes on some adventures when, you know, when we're all sleeping or whatever, but she finds her way back. My dog's an idiot. Like my, my dog, if he loses sight of me for two seconds, he forgets that I exist. And he, if he got lost, he'd never find his way home. But a cat will take care of him or herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Cat tracking versus American pie. Pie versus cat. Mm. Pie versus mm. cat. This Those is are your buzzing a, words. Two things I love very much. Two very, very basic concepts. Pie That's right. That's right. versus cat. Those are your buzzing words. Keep them ready. As we move forward, let's kick it off with a round that we are calling the Pedro Pascal Limerick Round, because it's limericks about Pedro Pascal. Now, Pedro is having a real moment. I, the, the absolute mm-hmm. best name that I have heard for him comes from Phoebe Robinson, who calls him Chilean Sea Bay. Uh, if you're not following <laughs> Dope Queen Phoebes on Instagram and her, and her absolutely pornographic uh, captions about uh, Pedro Pascal... That is the best thing going right now. Anyway, Pedro's having a real moment. He's in The Mandalorian. He is uh, in The Last of Us. He is, uh, he, he's really kind of hit the, the peak uh, mm-hmm. of relevance uh, in, uh, in the world uh, by achieving something that very few have been able to achieve, and that is being profiled by me in Esquire magazine. It's a big moment for Pedro Pascal, but it's been a long time coming. His, this overnight success was 30 years in the making. So in this round, I'm going to test your knowledge of his on-screen resume by giving you clues in the form of limericks, because we love to rhyme. When I finish the limerick, buzz in with your buzzing words, which again are pie and cat. Give me the movie or TV show that I'm looking for. Okay, here we go. Limerick time. This show can easily boast of celebrities it's had the most. The sketches are long. Saturdays when it's on, not long ago, Pedro was host. Cat. Yes. That would be Saturday Night Live. It sure would be Saturday Night Live. Delightful. Came out in a in what I can only call a blouse and gave a, a lovely monologue uh, on that show. <laughs> I thought he did a I thought he did a great job. I thought he did a terrific job. Number two. A hit series on HBO had a nice role for Pedro. Things didn't end well for Oberyn Martell or for the fans of the show. Cat. Pie. Yes. Cat. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is correct. Sorry, Luke. Did you, did, Luke, it's did you okay. think you would just both buzz in and I would just decide who I wanted to call on? <laughs> and so you have to be first. You got to buzz in first. That is the. But you have to finish the limerick. Yeah, I'm not. I, yes. I don't. It's I nice knew it yeah. before you finished, but the limerick itself is fun. Yeah. So you have to wait until you're done, right? It is. You got to wait until I'm done. You got to okay. wait until I'm done. Listen, yeah. these were I mean, written. It's, we want to give our writers the respect that they are due. Okay, number mm-hmm. three. Yeah. A show about people who made it big in the cocaine trade. <laughs> the putative star, Pablo Escobar, and Pedro's in the DEA. Pie. Oh, yes. Luke. Narcos. Narcos is correct. Yes. Pedro played Javier Pena, a DEA agent who was also a consultant on the show. That's nice, having ha. Pedro Pascal play you. That's gotta be flattering. Wow, wow, extremely. I'd like him to play me. Extremely flattering. Extremely flattering. <laughs> uh, I mean, seriously, and he's got the range. Uh, okay, <laughs> number four. Meta commentary is the rage when Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage. 
Pedro shows Flair as a billionaire who's paying Nick Cage a big wage. Uh, uh, Pie. Yes. The unbearable lightness of fame? Oh, you're so, you know, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. It's the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, oh come on. weight of massive talent. It was close enough. Played Javi <laughs> Gutierrez. Okay. Well, it came out a couple years ago and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, okay. This cop show ran on NBC for 12 years from 1993. Pedro's in one app as a tentative step to the star we knew he'd grow to be. Cat. Yes. Wait, uh, uh, Sarah. NYPD Blue. Yes. And by the way, it, that was on ABC. So good on you for seeing through <laughs> our writer's error. You can't trick the cat. Okay. Can't trick the cat. Cannot trick, trick a cat. Can't, can't nope. trick a cat. No, nope. or you'll it. be sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For a brief moment, he can be seen in a show about ghoul fighting teens. Tales of the showrunner have been quite a bummer, and the show's lost a lot of its sheen. Cat. Yes, Sarah? Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Buffy the VS. That is correct. He uh, was in a season four episode. He played a character named Eddie. Mm. How about Uh, that, Pedro? There you go. There you go, Pedro Pascal. A man with many layers. Mm. Uh, A man, a man with real boundaries, as I learned. Profiling him for Esquire magazine, it is on stands now. And by the way, the pictures that ran alongside it, I could have written... One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish from Dr. Seuss, and nobody would have noticed. I am so, (laughs) my words are so utterly eclipsed by the thirsty, parched fucking pictures in that thing uh, that have uh, gone round the world. And I'm, uh, listen, I'm happy to be overshadowed. Anyway, after that round, Sarah's got four, Luke's got two, but we're just getting started. It's now time for a round we are calling Arbitrary March. Now, one of our team stumbled upon an Arby's branded dice set. Arby's came out with a set of dice. Perfect for when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and Sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> it has led us down a little bit of a rabbit hole with some of the strangest corporate branded merch available. So I'm going to drag you down that rabbit hole and we will, we'll just, we'll fully, we'll, we'll get into it together. We will experience late capitalism together as though we were in a dead mall. I'll give you a series of examples of corporate merch you buzz in and tell me whether it's real or whether we made it up. If it's real, say merch. If it does not exist at all, say blurch. Blurch. <laughs> you know, the way that you would say if, if you were if something disgusting were in front of you. Blurch. Blurch. Uh, don't do it like that because that's really gross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, okay, number one. We'll start with another Arby's piece of merch. The Curly Fry Golf Head Cover. It is a cover that makes the head of your golf club look like a pack of curly fries. Pie. Ooh, yes, Luke. Merch. Merch is correct. That is real. That is really real. Uh, And now we move on to Subway for number two. The Subway 16-foot retractable measuring tape. It measures in inches, centimeters, and is marked every six inches with either a picture of a six-inch or a foot-long Subway sandwich. Cat. Pie. Yeah. Oh, Sarah. Blurch. Blurch, that is correct. That does not exist. We made that up. Number three, Taco Bell. A six-foot-high inflatable fire sauce packet with a Santa hat on as a holiday decoration. It retails at the low, low price of $200. Pie. Yes? Merch. Luke? 
Merch, Merch is correct. That is real. That is real. P.S. Just as an aside, um, Taco Bell a few weeks ago. Um, did I talk about this already, Christian? I think so, but I like the okay. story. <laughs> okay. Taco Bell uh, a few weeks ago did a, uh, a, a like a collab pop up with a, a bagel truck called Yeasty Boys, and it was in my neighborhood. And I stood in line, and there was a guy with like kind of an official looking apron who was sort of working the line, and he recognized me from TV, and so we started talking. And um, and like after we'd been talking for a bit, I was like, "Now are you are you one of the Yeasty Boys? Are you with Taco Bell? What's your deal?" And he's like. Uh, I'm the head chef of Taco Bell. Oh There's someone God. whose whole job it is to like come up with new menu items. Nacho fries, that's him. That's Renee. Um, and they're always looking for collaborations and whatever. And I, I just, I was immediately like, here's, here's my phone number. Here's my, here's all of my information. Right. I need to be your friend. Uh, I have. <laughs> here's my uh, social security number. Absolutely. Take anything you need. Uh, and uh, I, I have been invited to the Taco Bell test kitchen in Irvine, not to brag. Oh, Dave, that's I'm that's very excited. Wow. I'm so excited. That's amazing. I'm so excited. I, like, I, I don't know. I don't feel emotionally prepared for it. And I don't know when I will. But I'm, I'm fucking psyched. That's like that's getting incredible. into that cool, like secret club at Disneyland. Yes. I don't remember the name of it, but there's like a door yeah. and you there's have to know like 40 people to even mm -hmm. be considered. Mm -hmm. I would like to go yeah. to the Taco Bell test kitchen as well. Absolutely. God, mm -hmm. who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a secret club that will destroy your intestines for 72 hours. <laughs> uh, but I'm ready. Well, that's how, okay. you know, it's good. Yeah. That's the way it works. Do you want it or don't you? I won. Mm. Number four, an Arizona beverage company, Cherry Blossom Sports Bra. It's antibacterial. Pie. Cat. Pie. Blurch. Nope. That is real. That is a collaboration between Arizona and Slonks, which I guess is also a brand. Uh, okay. Number five. The KFC fire log, it burns for two point two and a half to three hours. 2.5 to three hours. And it smells like fried chicken. Cat. Hi. Uh, Sarah. Blurch. No, that is also real. Uh, that is also real. It's not available doing anymore. Doing to me, KFC. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I, difficult I think to actually find. a lot of people would want that smell. for two Well, it, a lot of people did, uh, but the Amazon reviews on that are, uh, are mm. uh, not Didn't positive. live up to the hype. <laughs> not positive. No, I mean, a house that smells like fake fried chicken, I don't, ultimately, I don't think that's what any of us is looking for. Uh, number six, an Elf Cosmetics collaboration with Chipotle, where the makeup comes in a bag made to look like a burrito wrapped in foil. Good cat. Hi. Ooh, Sarah. Merch. Merch. Good on you. That is real. That is real. I know, I've, I know who I've, it's I've, for. I've, I've seen this. But it's real. Oh. Mm -hmm. wow. Elf Cosmetics. They do great stuff. You can get it at Target. I'll be damned. Uh, number seven, Mountain Dew mold removing gel. In an easy to use bottle shaped tube, you squeeze the gel onto the mold stain and just wipe it away in two hours. Pie. Uh, Luke. Blurch. That is totally fake. We made it up. But I, I do think that like you can actually like eat through steel with uh, uh, Mountain Dew. So Absolutely. Try just try it with the raw product. It's uh, an antifungal. Okay. It is, it's an anti- A lot everything. of things. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's an, an anti-life. Anti, it's an anti-organs. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. The McDonald's Chicken Nugget Body Pillow. It is a three foot long <laughs> pillow, part of a range made in collaboration with Travis Scott, and it looks really impressively like a chicken nugget. Cat. 
Sarah. Merch. That is real. It's currently selling for upwards of $150 on retail sites. Resale sites. It's currently going for upwards of $150 on those. I mean, I've never heard of this, but this is just something that people would buy. I know. It is. It definitely is. We have a a blanket that looks like a big tortilla. We want it in a a trivia game. And um, just the way that like the, the tortilla marks are on it and the color of them, it like it was the pictures were so I was like, oh, I love this. But the reality is like, it looks like we murdered someone in this blanket and then didn't wash it. Like, is it, it really a round like blanket? It, it's a big round blanket with. And have you done like, like photo shoots of like yourselves, like with it? Oh, like, yeah, on no, a quesadilla. Oh no, we've wrapped the dog up in it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> many times. <laughs> but like it really just looks like we stabbed our dog. Uh, okay. At the end of that <laughs> round. Oh my God. What a, what a, and what a dog fight we have between cat <laughs> and pie. Uh, Sarah and cat. Seven points. Luke just behind with five. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. The following pro wrestling contest is scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the ring from the Tights and Fights podcast are the baddest trio of audio, the hair to beware, Danielle Radford. It really is great Hair. The Brit with a permit to hit, Lindsay Cow. The Queen is dead. Long live the Queen. And the fast-talking, fist-clocking Hal Uplin. See, I can wrestle and be an announcer. Get ready for tights and fights. Listen every Saturday or face the pain. Find us on Maximum Fun. No ring the bell. Hello and welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Luke Moniz and Sarah Lane. And our next round is called Gun on Gun. This week marks the release of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The last James Gunn Marvel movie before he heads off to run DC Studios. Uh, A job he got because he was fired from Marvel to begin with. And I say that with respect. James Gunn is a friend from St. Louis. Our families knew each other long ago. I went, uh, I, I went to first grade all the way through college with uh, with his cousins. The guns are lovely, and I'm not just saying that because I want them to hire me in some way. Um, whichever pile of action figures the writer director is playing with, he is noted for his emphasis on specific song choices in his films. Mm. He is the master of the needle drop. And today, we're going to see just how notable those choices really are. Our writers loaded up the soundtracks for the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, as well as the soundtrack to Gunn's first DC film, Suicide Squad. Question is, can you tell which songs were used for which franchise? The game is simple. Play tracks, buzz in with your buzz in words. Say Guardians, if it was in a Guardians movie, or Squad, if it was in the Suicide Squad. You really got to know your... Uh, superhero movies that don't interest me at all if you want to uh, win this one. And again, I say that with respect. James Gunn, hire me in some capacity. Okay, number one. <laughs> Ooh, child, things are gonna get easy. Pat. Pie. Sarah? Let's go with Suicide Squad. Oh, see? You're wrong. Uh, you would have known it was Guardians, right, Luke? I did, but... I did, I did know, yeah. Well, he says that now. Yeah. Oh, it's Guardians 1, 
Oh, what? So what was Uh-oh. it? Okay. It, what? Okay. What was happening? Here we go, Luke. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not really sure. I just remember being okay. in the movie theater in 2014 and hearing that song. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah, it was in the first Guardians movie. It was during the uh, the climactic dance-off scene. So you were right, but you don't get any points for it because you were too polite. How stupid. All right, number two. <laughs> I hear the train Hi. Mm-hmm, Luke. Squad. Suicide Squad. That was Johnny Cash's Folsom, Folsom Prison Blues. It was used in the Suicide Squad. Okay, number three. I ain't got nobody. Cat. Yes, Sarah? Suicide Squad. That's correct. I, How about I that? can see on your face that it was a guess, but you well, were right. The song and Suicide Squad, I don't get mm, You know, it okay. just kind of made sense. Sure, sure. Yeah, that was yeah. uh, Just a Gigolo and I Ain't Got Nobody by Louis Prima. And it plays during a violent Harley Quinn action sequence. Mm. I can mm-hmm. absolutely see it. It gives you some head. context. And, uh, yeah. Why yeah. she's oh the way God. she is. Yeah. 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 Oh boy, this this one that's coming up with Lady Gaga. I, we're not ready. We're not ready for how weird things are going to get in our culture once she's had some time on a set playing Harley Quinn. Oh boy. Anyway, and it's she a did, number. What? I was going to say. I mean, she did once wear a dress made of meat. She so. did wear True. a dress made of meat. Bit of a come she, up. Uh, I mean, she's she's done it all. But I sometimes feel like she's just getting started. Okay, number four. Hi. You, yes, Luke. It's going to go ahead and be Guardians. Oh, no, unfortunately, Suicide Squad. That was the Decemberist Sucker Prayer. It plays during the introduction of Idris Elba's character, Bloodsport. I swear there to God, go. that, that, could, that could all be bullshit, and I would never know. <laughs> it, it, and it feels like it's bullshit, doesn't it? It certainly it does. It all feels like it's bullshit. Like you asked Chet felt like a- GPT to be like, what's the, tell me something that might happen in a Suicide Squad movie. Exactly. Just Mad Libs. Just Mad Libs. Yes. Utter, utter Mad Libs. Uh, okay. Number five. Pi. Hmm, Luke. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. He knew it. Uh, it was used in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay, you're on a roll, Luke. Number six. Pi. Oh, Luke. Suicide Squad. Incorrect. Guardians. That was Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. It was featured in the, the very beginning of the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ah. movie. It's how we meet uh, Chris Pratt. So uh, worse. There. Worse. See? <laughs> yes. How could I forget? Uh, that's when you were like, hey, this is a different kind of Marvel movie. Probably. Okay. Number <laughs> seven. Cat. Yes, Sarah. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Oh, it's it's almost as though you saw that movie. Did you see that movie? Maybe. Mm. I might I have remember. maybe shut my eyes for a couple of minutes because that's mm. what I do in movie theaters because they're so Same. dark and comfy. They're dark and comfy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Suicide Squad. Those Jim Carroll bands. People Who Died plays during the opening title sequence of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> it doesn't really seem like a Guardians of the Galaxy song. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's yeah. a little, there's yeah. a bit less whimsy. Had to go with my gut uh, on that one. Yeah. All right, number eight. 
five. Oh, Luke got in. I believe he doesn't know. No, I I remember. I'm gonna say Guardians of the Galaxy. You are correct. You are correct. That is that is a perfect encapsulation of the whimsy that can be found in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I understand. That was uh, ELO's Mr. Blue Sky, and it was uh, it was played during the opening credits battle in Volume Two, Number Nine. Hi. Ooh. You know what? This time it was Sarah, just by a, a whisker. That would be Suicide Squad. No, unfortunately, it was Guardians of the Galaxy. It was Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass. Not only is it my karaoke go-to, it also plays during the cold open of the second Guardians of the Galaxy and serves as a tie-in to the film's plot, which I guess is about a waitress whose boyfriend goes off to the sea. Yeah, it does feel, it feels Harley Quinn-ish, but uh, again, too, uh, too pleasant to the ear. Okay, finally, number 10. Cat. Oh, Sarah. Guardians. Incorrect squad. <laughs> that was Point yeah, of No yeah. Return by Kansas. And it, it happened during that time in the Suicide Squad where they played uh, Point of No Return by Kansas. Uh, okay. Boy, oh my God. Get this. At the end of that round, it's a tie. Luke's got eight. Sarah's got eight. <gasps> it's officially anybody's game. It's all going to come down to this final round, which we'll get to right after this break. Hey, when you listen to podcasts, it really just comes down to whether or not you like the sound of everyone's voices. My voice is one of the sounds you'll hear on the podcast Dr. Game Show. And this is the voice of co-host and fearless leader Joe Firestone. This is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners and we play them with callers over Zoom we've never spoken to in our lives. So that is basically the concept of the show. Pretty chill. So take it or leave it, bucko. And here's what some of the listeners have to say. It's funny, wholesome, and it never fails to make me smile. I just started listening and I'm already binging it. I haven't laughed this hard in ages. I wish I discovered it sooner. You can find Dr. Game Show on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Luke Monez and Sarah Lane, and they are tied. Oh my God, if you could only see the looks of concentration on their faces as we as we stare down our final round. How do you, how do you feel? Luke, how do you feel? Um, give me a word. Just give me a word. I'm ne- uh, scared. Sarah? Confident. Scared versus confident. <laughs> well, okay. What really works as a motivator? Internal belief? Or an internal feeling of inadequacy. We're about to find out. We're about to find out. Now, this episode drops just a couple days before May the 4th, the annual day every year when Star Wars nerds... I can remind you that they're Star Wars nerds. This round is called May the Words Be With Us. The, uh, the, of course, May the 4th name is a pun on the iconic line of May the Force Be With You. It's apropos because... It also reminds us that one of our favorite things to do on this show is forcing our guests to sing, to make Ooh. up songs and to sing them with no preparation, no warning, and no uh, vocal uh, warm-ups. We didn't even have you do any any scales before we had you come out here. So this is, you're really in danger in a lot of different ways right now. Oh my. Yeah. 
We can all agree that Star Wars has some of the most recognizable music in film, but it does seem like all these epic John Williams compositions are missing something, and that something is lyrics. So mm-hmm. today, today, y'all, you're going to fix that for us. We're going to play you segments of Star Wars scores, and you're going to provide lyrics for them. And you're going to sing those lyrics. Luke, I'm going to have you go first. And then that means, Sarah, you're going to go after. Okay. Okay, here we go. So here's the thing. Luke, you'll be singing along with this piece of music. We are now in a bar scene. There are all kinds of different animals who are drinking alcohol, and they're also going to have someone be shot. We don't know who shot the guy first. What I enjoyed about that is that aliens are animals, huh? Interesting. (laughs) They're all animals. Everything all part of the animal uh, kingdom. Yeah. Is an animal. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought they were animals. Well, I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, listen. I've just been handed an explosive breaking news update. <laughs> Apparently, the genre of music that is played in the cantina in the Star Wars universe, the genre of music is canonically known as jizz yes jizz mm. j-i-z fantastic jizz do y'all remember fantastic. when george lucas uh like re-released star wars and changed that song in that scene and like oh. star wars people rioted in the streets uh, God, of course yeah, <laughs> much. yeah. Uh, well that's just go. a little piece of trivia for y'all well there it is okay finally sarah your piece of music is this one I am in black. I am very, very angry. And I'm also a murderer. I like to choke people with special powers because I'm a Jedi. And I also am someone's dad. Oh my God, I loved it. I loved it. it, it like a musical. It like really good felt good musical. to me too. Felt good yeah, to me too. Yeah, it was like yeah. Darth Vader's emotions were so raw, strong, so mm-hmm. strong that he had to sing. He had to yeah. break the reality of Star yeah. Wars and just yeah, start yeah. singing and, and what re- really speaking from his own personal perspective and experience. And I think he would do, I think he would do pretty much exactly what you just uh, laid out for him. You set the scene so perfectly. You really wrapped up the entire plot of that movie yeah. so tightly. So it, with such haiku-like uh, precision and clarity. 117 points for you for that one. Let me just sell any scores. Yeah, that looks like, it looks like Sarah. Sarah, you've done it. You pulled ahead at the very last minute there. Oh, Congratulations. wow. Oh my the gosh. Thing, it was the thing hard. about the the thing about the cats that I already don't remember what it is, is the most important story in the world for the next couple of weeks. So there you go. Congratulations. Well, I feel, I feel, listen, Luke, you, <laughs> what a worthy opponent. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I felt like the, it, it, it was my pod today. It was my pod. Well-deserved victory. Well-deserved victory, Sarah. Thank honestly, you. Luke, you did, you did great. You did great. Congratulations to both of you. And really congratulations, listener. Uh, it is now time for plugs. Let us know what you're working on. And then to write the karmic balance in the universe, tell us about something someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Sarah, go on. 
Well, I uh, speaking of pods, I I co-host a daily tech news show called Daily Tech News Show. Uh, that's how you can remember it. Um, with Tom Merritt and Roger Chang and a host of uh, illustrious panel panelists and guests uh, Monday through Friday. You can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com. I also host another podcast that's a little bit more just, we're just shooting the breeze uh, with my good friend, Heather Frank, called Have Such a Good Day, a show that wants you to do just that. Uh, one podcast that I absolutely love and I tell people about all the time is called Ear Hustle uh, from Radiotopia. Um, it started out as a podcast about life inside San Quentin prison, and it still is sort of about that, but it's a lot more about people. And if you say, ooh, prison shows, not my bag, give it a shot. Love it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Luke, what you got? I have a, uh, as, as you mentioned at the top of the show, my comedy album came out this week called Happening in My Head. It's available everywhere. You can buy the vinyl online if you just Google my name and Happening in My Head, or you can download it or stream it. Um, so that's what I'm plugging away here. And something someone else made, uh, my good friend Brendan Sagalo, who's a comedian in New York City, has a great podcast called Here's the Scenario, where he and two other very funny comics, uh, Mike and Mike swap crazy hypotheticals and scenarios. Love it. Thank you so much. I'm Dave Holmes. I host a podcast called uh, Troubled Waters on the Maximum Fun Network. And uh, something I would like to plug, uh, and it, certainly they don't need it, but um, my friends Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson have a podcast called Attitudes. It's very funny. Um, if you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, they, uh, they give you a couple bonus episodes a month, one where, uh, Aaron Gibson talks about dolls that she has researched and one where, uh, Brian Safi talks about an episode of Dateline NBC. I mention this now because I don't know if you saw the thing where there's this guy who was, uh, it was a serial, uh, sexual, uh, assaulter in the United States and he faked his death. And he moved to the UK and pretended to be a British guy named mm -hmm. Arthur Knight. And he was pretends like to be using he, a ventilator. Oxygen. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't. No, I can't stand. Look, I'll try. Oh, I fell down. It's so ridiculous. And this, uh, the most recent uh, bonus episode of Attitudes is about that episode. And I'm so excited about it that I'm plugging it without having heard it yet. I'm, I'm, I'm The second we break here, I'm going to hit play on it, but I already know it's going to be fantastic. Uh, so check that out and be a, be a subscriber. Uh, help, help some people out. You know, we just got finished with Max Fun Drive. We're all in the spirit of giving. Let's keep it popping. Uh, all right, Luke, Mones, Sarah, Lane, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening and we will see you next time. You have been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Luke Monez make a noise. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> Sarah Lane. Meow. Woo! Our, that's a, a cocky victory cat noise. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts, and our producers are Christian Duenas. Woo woo! And Laura Swisher. Goodbye, everybody. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.